0: Previously on Sinners Anonymous.
1: Usually when like you think a guy is giving you a signal, like instead of going to talk to the guy, you'll be like, oh, my God, Irene, like he said this. What do you think? Oh, or, yeah, like, that's so true. Or like he, he yeah. snapped me this. Like, let's let's like interpret this. Let's have a girl's night. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes Analyze. it gets confusing because <laughs> then like Irene thinks he likes you and like the other girls like, no, he's being nice. And like at the end of the day, I think you need to have a conversation with the person and see if which is easier said than done, I get. But. I think a lot of
0: the growth in being single, like they were saying, is identifying your priorities and the things that you absolutely want in a relationship and that if it's not there, a relationship is not going to work. And right. unfortunately, sometimes that means letting go of relationships that we thought would work or that we wanted to work, but it might just not be aligned with who we are. Like if you're you know, very religious and you want someone who's very serious about God and there's a guy you like, but he's just not that into it, then that might be something that you just have to let go of. And so you- this-
2: there, there is a certain necessity of being sing- single, which is I think I feel like it's being dismissed today. The, the, the single, the single life is, is so important, so so important.
3: You get to a certain point where you're, you're forced not forced but you're, pre- you're supposed to be single until you reach a certain age, and then you hit another age, and then you have to jump into marriage. Like you totally skip over meeting opposite genders and having conversations and having friendships then you have to jump into marriage.
4: And you have one person who thinks that this is just a platonic relationship and the other person actually really likes her romantically or she likes him romantically and if there's not a communication between the two um, then you wind up having a bit of an issue because then each one has different thoughts of what's going on and they're really, it, and then there becomes to be some issues.
5: Then you have these very pure women in some cases, and you have these men who are presenting as similar in terms of purity, but they're not, and then they're getting into a relationship and then she, she's, you're getting to marriage and then she wakes up and she realizes this isn't low. Like this isn't sex. This isn't commitment. This isn't, these aren't the things that I was told to uphold, right? Because all of this baggage is being brought into the relationship. <laughs> and now I have to deal with it like it's my problem, right? I when I did everything right, I did everything I was supposed to. And, and, and I even took this person's word for it So now you're in this relationship where the marriage doesn't work And you've already, not only did you rush the marriage You rushed the kids Now you got three kids, four kids, five kids What are you going to do? Did I just scare everyone from marriage? I'm sorry. That's not
3: no, but that's such a good point. Like women end up being like bamboozled, just like no, I mean, I'm not. No, but the, it is like you're being bamboozled. Like, like you're told like that this is what you're getting, and then you get married, and this is just not the person. to deal from no. Group you're on. Absolutely,
4: you're absolutely right. If that wasn't actually a thing, it wouldn't be in the commandment. In the commandment of marriage, it says for the guy to go in with a pure conscience, mm-hmm. and so. It, the the church knows that is a thing. Guys tend to hide things that are major deal breakers, or they tend to put on things just to, give, to 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 close the deal, as you were saying, Theo. And no, don't do that. That's a deal breaker.
2: Yeah, I think I need to go in with the mindset knowing that the other person does have a problem. Uh, so I need to get in there before I make before I decide in myself. Okay, like this is this is the right person for me. I first need to figure out what the baggage is Mm. from there I can decide this obviously happens from like communication with everything like if I feel like um, this is just a small thing it can just be skipped no it can't I need to talk about it whatever it is even if it's just taking out the garbage or you know changing the bed in the morning or whatever it's there's something a baggage maybe maybe the guy comes from the culture where he's just doesn't do anything in the house Th- this is this is a serious issue, and and he's he's already thinking like the woman just can't do that, mm-hmm. and she doesn't realize this this case until she marries, she gets in there and and whatnot, or maybe the guy believes that the woman should also work, right? And she maybe is just because of culture she doesn't want to work or doesn't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. So th- this is also another issue, and there's obviously more deeper stuff, but there there needs to be like severe communication, like a lot of communication before I get to the point where, okay, like maybe this person can be like a potential husband or wife or whatever. Hey man, hey
5: man, hey man. Absolutely. And the communication starts in the beginning, right? In the beginning, there has to be communication. And the beginning is the friendship. If if, if you're listening, Maybe I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get a lot of people unhappy, but I'll say nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Just because your mama, wala baba, wala tante basbusa, wala aunt Jemima, whatever, is saying, I have a husband for you. This is going to be a perfect match. Like, guys, this is not a game of matchmaker. This is the year of forever life, right? Back to the whole dog thing. This is forever life. Like, there, there is no divorce in the Coptic church. There is no divorce, except for very three very specific reasons. And the likelihood of, of you know, the relationship, Dissolving into that is unlikely. So you make a commitment; you're in it for life. So don't just say yes because you know Aris you know looks great on paper, or someone brought him, or you feel like you're 29 and your eggs are you know I don't know. Uh, don't don't just make those decisions right based off of timing. Make those decisions because God put peace in your heart. Make that decision because when you are with this person, you feel like as if they're pulling you, sometimes kicking and dragging, but they're pulling you towards Christ. Towards advancing your spiritual life, where you look at this person and you see someone that you can trust with all your heart, and with all your emotions, with all your actions, with all your possessions, and that, know that this person is looking out for you, and and more importantly that this person fo- is a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry to say, just because they're Christian, just because they're a deacon, just because you know Ness just because uh, you know she comes from a good family, it doesn't mean that they're a follower of Christ. But you will know which ones are followers of Christ by their actions, by by their words, by the aura they put out, by the love they have in their heart and they show to you. Those are the ones that are truly followers of Christ. And if you're not sure, it's called prayer, guys, because guess who knows? And guess who's going to tell you? And guess who's looking out for you? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think also uh, we were talking about like the initial one where when do we say that heavy baggage? And I think and Mary was talking about it, like need to wait a little bit. I think that's absolutely correct. Like there needs to be some, I would say, even minor tests to see. Is this person trustworthy? Can I give them all my deep information? Because this is also like they need to earn that, too. You know, it's not something I can just lay on them from the beginning. This is something that I'm giving a part of myself to the other person. So there needs to be some, I don't know, like minor, it is minor testings in the beginning to see like how they handle even just smaller bags until we get carry-ons. to- carry yeah, some get, Personal some items. carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> before we get to the, the 50 pound ones.
4: And then um, we get to the fragile stuff. <laughs>
3: yeah. And it's also good that you like address these topics because like, I don't, it'll show how much they love you. Like mm-hmm. if they Absolutely. actually do accept your baggage and you do tell them, like these little things here and there and you've seen like that they've accepted you and like their feelings have not changed. It shows like, wow, you know what? They definitely love me. Like they are going to accept me like
1: Mm -hmm.
3: through, and I know after marriage obviously it gets like really rough. So you know that through everything, like they're gonna be there for you.
5: That was John Legend, by the way, if anyone wants to look that up. You said something that oh so powerful because after marriage it gets so much harder. Oh, you guys oh, yeah. have no idea.
0: Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> if, if you're, if I you're, feel if like you're we're married, advocating raise your for hand. Single
5: life at this okay. point. <laughs> if, yeah. Well. Good luck. Okay. The three people that raise their hand. Let's let let's go around the room. Okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh.
5: <laughs> without, without, re- <laughs> without revealing too much, right? Because I'm sure significant others are watching home, be like, "You better not." <laughs> <laughs> so so you think life is hard before you get married? You think it's so difficult and emotionally, it's draining just trying to find a partner. Do you think that after you get married, it's like awesome? No, 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 that's when the real work begins. And if you don't have a true partner, if you don't have someone that's that's right there with you, picking up the slack and, and, and getting in there with you and remembering, you know, what marriage really truly is, then it's going to be 10 times harder, right? And this is when unhappiness, maybe for the rest of your life, is is a legitimate problem right so so i want to get your your opinion let's start off with the more sensible person mary yes. <laughs> yes.
0: um i mean i don't know that i agree with all of that i feel like marriage is pretty amazing and if you marry the right person it's really easy to this is why we brought mary on before.
5: yes yeah. absolutely here.
0: I, it's really it makes your life is better when you i i not that your life is bad before but i think it really does add to your you know your happiness and your relationship with god and with others and it's it's good to be married. I mean, that's the truth. But I say that as someone who didn't marry the wrong person.
1: Um, so Mary will be picking not. for me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: but, you know, that goes to say, if you choose the wrong person, it will be hard. You're going to have a lot of bridges to cross and a lot of, you know, differences that you have to cross the gap with. And that, you know, that's where it where it really gets difficult. Um, but choosing the right person you know, if if you do choose the right person, which hopefully we all do, um, marriage is good. It's happy.
6: Shout out to George. You're doing something right. Yes. (laughs)
0: So
4: so yeah, it's definitely the the happiest times you'll ever have are going to be after you're married. But sometimes some things are more difficult. I heard this one time and I think it's so true. Before you get married, you're living in your life. You're living your life on a scale between Four and six. Your lowest times are going to be a four, your highest times are going to be a six. You get married, and your highest time is going to be a 10, and your lowest is going to be a zero. And then you have kids, and your highest is like off the charts, positive infinity, and then your lowest is going to be negative infinity.
0: Push the command
4: button. <laughs> <laughs> because you're you're carrying it together you're living together and when they're hurt you are hurt for them and when they're happy you are happy for them and everything is great and wonderful but it's hard because yes you are dealing with you're being responsible for each other and carrying the load together and sometimes the load is really heavy but you have someone to carry it with you and so it's better but it's hard because you are carrying two two people's worth of loader, five people's worth of loader you have in ten your cases case. <laughs>
1: you
5: <have> <laughs> yeah, so agreed with both points, but uh, but you know, list, right? Gotta, yeah. gotta gotta be the other side. Marriage is like sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know Mary. What
3: does that mean? I know. <laughs> yeah, really <like>, um right? <laughs> yeah.
5: Get ready. Um so so marriage is like sandpaper. Okay. Um what is Sandpaper do to wood, right? If you have, you have a piece of wood and you're just a block of wood, you smooth it You prepare it like you can use a saw and forcibly cut the, sh- the cross that you're trying to cut out of this block of wood very easily Right and and you're gonna get roughly across but if you, it's not finished, it's not ready What you need is you take your sander or your, or your sanding paper and you sand and sandpaper comes in different grits there's the very the low grit. It's very, very rough. It's like, ugh, and it removes so much material. And then there's the very thin grit, which is like lightly sand to get the light details, the little, the little burrs maybe to round the corner. If you use sandpaper properly, what you'll be left with out of this rough cut cross is a piece of art, It's perfection. It's something that is worthy to be put in the church right? and, and be used in the holy mysteries. And speaking of mysteries, marriage is a sacrament. And what do the seven sacraments all have in common? What is the one thing, the one function that they carry out, that they do? It's very simple. A spiritual grace, and it leads you towards salvation. Exactly. But even more practical, every one of these sacraments is an opportunity to touch God. Right? Baptism, you are uniting with God. Communion, reuniting with God. When you repent, you're reuniting with God, right? Uh, Marriage is the same thing. It is two people being united with God in one relationship. And that's why God looks at marriage as a sandpaper. It's an opportunity to take you in your rough edges. You're you're almost there. I mean, you come out rough, rough cut, but you're almost there and just sand you down. Take the other person and sand you down. And if you're doing marriage right, when you look at the mirror, you will see where you need to be sanded. Maybe I'm a little bit too selfish. Maybe I'm a little bit too lazy. Maybe I'm a little bit too quick to anger. Maybe I am not willing to hold that other person accountable because I'm afraid of confrontation. Maybe I get too emotional. Maybe I don't get emotional enough. If you are doing marriage right, it's not all just gonna be boop, It's gonna be that's probably bizarre if you're, if you're not watching the video and you're just listening. But the, the, the thing to keep in mind is this. If marriage truly is the sacrament that it's supposed to be, then the whole function, the whole purpose of marriage is to prepare you to be with God, to prepare you to touch God. right? Which is why marriage is temporary. Yes, I said it. Marriage is temporary. When we die and we are all in heaven, the Bible is very clear. There's no such thing as husband and wife. Like we are going to love each other equally the way God loves us. And there's, so there's no point to There's no male and female. There's no husband and wife. There's none of that, right? We are just existing with God. So that proves that marriage is temporary. It's not eternal. On this earth, oh, you better believe it's permanent. Like, <laughs> you're going in the grave and you've you're got that diblon on and you're going all the way, right? But, but when you get up there into eternal life, which is, which is permanent, it's temporary. So then why is that the case? Why do you not need marriage when you're up there? Because you've been accomplished. God has perfected his work in you. You are now a finished cross that can take the image of Jesus Christ. So marriage starts way before, you know, will you marry me? It starts way before that. It starts with you and yourself because everybody has two weddings and we only focus on the one that doesn't matter as much. Everyone should be married to Jesus Christ first. Everyone should be so in love with our Lord and Savior before they get married, that they will do anything to make him happy, that they would sacrifice anything to make him happy. You know who the best men are for that are suitable for marriage? You know who the best women are that are suitable for marriage? The ones that they will never, ever, ever allow anything to get between between them and Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about self-righteous people. I'm not talking about people that have all the right things. They're put together. They come to church. They know every single hymn. They can even do Janina with their eyes closed. I'm not talking about any of these people. You know, I'm sorry. Those things are important. They're beautiful. They're nice, but they're, darn, they're not the only things that matter. What matters most is someone that is so loving and so focused on Jesus that at the end of the day, his needs are more important than their needs. Someone who's practiced that relationship day in or day out It's no big deal once they get in a relationship like that with another human, because they've already done the most, the hardest thing, which is to be in love with God. And so when they, when they're in a relationship with someone that, you know, the opposite gender, it's so easy, it's so natural because they love God so much and they see this person as the daughter and son of Christ and they would never hurt that person. And so they would do everything to put that person first. And it's not all, it's not all good times, but it's not all bad times. At the end of the day, these are just opportunities to exist with God and the other person. And if you're all blessed enough, and some people will not be, and know that God will help you if you've made the wrong choice and you're out there and you're like, wow, I feel miserable. All this podcast do has made me feel like I'm a horrible person. I'm in a horrible situation. Have hope. Have faith. All things are possible through Jesus Christ. All things can be fixed through Jesus Christ. All things can be made anew, can be renewed through your love of Jesus Christ. If, you, if you're finding that all of the investment and all of the love and all of the attention and all of the sacrifices that you are putting into your marriage or your relationship, well, if it's a relationship, get out. But if, it's going, if you're putting it all into your marriage and you're not getting anything returned, I have an idea. Shift it to God. Just, just start loving God with all your heart. Just start you know, asking God for everything. Just invest everything into God and watch the miracle that's going to happen in your life. So, you're asking. If you're asking me what I th- feel about marriage, marriage is a opportunity to practice what true love is. And if you come into the relationship understanding that, great. But if you come into the relationship and you don't know that, well, here's an opportunity to learn. And that love is God. You know, you're making me amen think of, button. Yeah, for myself. Yeah, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Never done that one before. <laughs> I like John Legend. Okay, you're
4: making me think of a very famous story in our church. The story of Saint Monica, oh. that Saint Monica just would pray and pray and cry and cry for her uh, her son Saint Augustine to find God. And he left that he left God. His dad wasn't a Christian. Well, by the end of their lives, both of them became Christian because she kept going to God. God, please, please. And um, St. Ambrose told her the son of tears will never perish because she continued to put it in front of God and God can do all things.
5: Uh, it's funny who, the name of your wife, but anyway. <laughs> not I think
0: that you guys made a lot of good points and I want to bring up, I know this podcast is about relationships, but I want to bring up the idea that you don't necessarily need to be in a relationship to do that, that you should always be trying to please God and you should always be, trying to get closer to him and you know obtain eternal life and I don't think that you mentioned that you know marriage is supposed to polish us for um, you know to be perfected and to eventually be ready to love Christ you know in eternal life but um, not everybody gets married Um, there's monks there's nuns there's people who just God didn't have it in their plan for their life and that doesn't mean that you're any less perfected or polished and that's just that might just be what God wanted for you but that doesn't mean that you should stop trying to be close to him and to please him. Because we're not doing that just for the relationship with another human being. We're doing it for relationship with him. So. Amen. Again. So true.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. And even monks get polished. The, 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 they get polished more difficultly than, than we do. If you hear all these stories about how their, um, their abbots and their mentors in the monastery and the kind of things that they do to make them grow into the spiritual giants that they are, that is tough. And so, yes, all of us need
5: to be polished. Well, ordination is also a sacrament, just as equal as marriage. So, absolutely, 100% correct.
2: Um, Well, since we're speaking about being polished, I think Justine mentioned that the goal or one of the important things that uh, in a relationship is you're responsible for the other person. So, a good way to be polished is okay, like when I get married, you know, I notice I have an anger issue. I notice I have, you know, I get uh tense about this or i have no patience or whatever when your responsibility is the other person like okay you say i need to get less angry to make them happy i need to get more loving to make them happy i need to be more patient for them you know so the sending process happens when you're putting the other person first so it should almost be like a battle the two people should be battling to make each other happy you know and, and that will definitely obviously like you said you're absolutely right you don't need the relationship to be to do that to get closer to god but since uh, in the relationship this is one of the ways to get closer to god and smooth yourself out you know and um, for the qualities so you are responsible for the other person for sure
6: And I think another thing is when you bring up a really good point, George, because if you were to polish yourself before going into a relationship, you then lessen the burden or you try to be at your best person. You try to bring your best foot forward. So when you do that, like you said, you're being less of a burden for the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like sometimes a lot of people skip the self-reflection process and they think that I'm perfect. I'm, you know, I'm the best that there is, whoever doesn't want me sucks. But if yeah. you-
2: And that's a red flag. And, and, and Yeah, yeah. A red flag.
6: but there are people that think that they're everything. Um, and I feel like when they go into a relationship or they start talking to somebody and they may be a wonderful person that they're talking to and the slightest inconvenience pops up, they're like, nope, they throw mm-hmm. up the papers, they're like, Nope, that this is not gonna work. You have a problem with driving. I don't know, so um, <laughs> I'm calling it quits. You know, like dumb stuff like that. Like people will be so petty when it comes to like an actual relationship and they just let any small thing come in and you know, is it because they don't really want to be in the relationship? Are they really ready to be in a relationship? Are they willing to tackle on that problem with the person you know, to make them a better person? But, um, yeah, I think a lot of people – we dismiss the fact that some people are just not tolerant for other people's problems or they don't want to take on their problems because, again, you're emotionally responsible for the other person and they don't want that responsibility, essentially.
5: You know what, Justine? Sometimes you just have to (laughs) – so you just have to let Jesus take the wheel, <laughs> but hundred percent, we live in a consumerist society where if something's not working, throw it away and get a new one. How long do these phones last? I mean, these phones can last years. I mean, the technology in these phones can last years, but hey, they're on the iPhone 59 and I'm on the iPhone 12. No, 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 no. That's not okay. This does not meet the status of the image that I'm trying to put out there. This is too hard. This is too, this is not what I thought it would be. And so let me get rid of it. I mean, we live in a culture, the greater uh, American culture that we live in or Western culture, I should say, because uh, it's it's more than just America, where you know the the divorce rate is above 59%, right? It's if something doesn't make you feel good, it's the opposite of what you said, right? It's the focus on the self, not the other. If something doesn't make fe- you feel good, doesn't sit right with you, throw it away, get something new. That's not Christianity. That's not gonna work in Christianity.
4: And then it, it also is very helpful to say, if you're thinking this is not what I thought it should be, Why is it not what you thought it should be? Is it because I'm not putting into it what I should be putting into it? And that's why it's not what it should be. And that is what helps to move things along and helps to grow the relationship more and more. If we're both putting into the cup, the cup is going to get full. If we're both taking out, it's going to be empty and there's not going to be anything there.
1: you'd be surprised how much you can tolerate when you actually love this person and that goes for friendships family relationships like especially with girls we're always like oh i I can fix this like i can take care of it (laughs) so that's a a good thing to think about is if if you don't think you can tolerate this small thing then that's probably not the person you want to pursue
4: i think we should really talk about that can we fix everything? Yeah, so some of us just have things that are just not fixable, or that not that they're not fixable. God can fix everything, but you can't fix my problems.
5: Only I and God can fix my problems. Right. So, so I, I'm sensing you had the Ibn talk, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Have you had the Abun talk? Okay. So this is how the Abun talk goes. It is very wise. He sits you down. This is when you're doing the premarital yeah. class. By the way, anyone that goes to the church, really, like and, and considering marriage, really consider sitting down with a buen to do premarital. I mean, it's it's one of it's it's. He has his own way of doing it, and it's very very powerful. But one of the last days, one of the last uh, sessions, he sits you down, and he says, "Okay, everyone, take out a piece of paper and make a list. You're going to make three lists. Okay, you're going to put everything about the other person y- you don't like. Just every single thing. It doesn't matter if it's like serious or not. You just make the whole list." everything you don't like right and he waits towards the end because by then hopefully you you have an understanding of what those things are okay then he says okay now you're going to distribute those things on the list into the following things that can be changed in the other person some things that you need to be changed like you absolutely need those things changed if they're not changed they're a deal breaker things that you can you prefer that they're changed but if they if they were not it's okay almost like a nice to have and then the last thing is things that you're willing to not push for, to accept, regardless of how bad or how difficult they may be. Right? So you're supposed to do that on your own. And then everyone takes some time to write it. And then when you're done, you walk through the list. And what you're supposed to do is reflect, listen to your partner, and reflect on, uh, OK, the things that she wants me to change and are a deal breaker if I, if I don't change them. Can I change them? And you're supposed to speak freely and talk about them and and if the answer is no then the answer is no but it's important that you're honest right and by the done by the time you're done with your lists each side has heard the other side then he walks you through everything and he's like okay now how do you feel about about this how do you feel about the fact that you know he snores at night and that's going to make you crazy and he can't stop it are you willing to truly accept that and if you take if you go through that exercise and really honestly purposely are trying to get to God's result, not the result that you want, but the result that God has, you walk out of there um, a little bit more clearer in terms of where you want to go. Now, I asked him if anyone has gone through that exercise, I'm like, they broke up and he wouldn't answer. So I'm (laughs) suspecting that that that's (laughs) works. But it was a very, for for me, it was a very powerful exercise. How was it for you?
4: Yeah, definitely, Uh, definitely. And it's like, there are some things that you realize, okay, these can be changed. But there's a good likelihood that they won't be changed. Can I live with that if they don't change? Yeah, probably. Then this other thing, okay, well, this, there's a good likelihood that it won't be changed. Can I live with that? No, I can't live with that. Well, then that's a deal breaker. And so if you have things that are in that category, you have to be very wise and like, yes, I've invested a lot of time in this relationship, but. Uh, this is going to be marriage for for life, and so it's important to be like, no, I have to be. Uh, if this is a deal breaker, it's a deal breaker. And it's a, I, I heard an interesting story in a sermon once about relationships. He was talking uh, when I was talking about a couple, and they were both very godly people, and they felt like God was guiding them to continue in that relationship. And then it came to a point where God said, "No, this is not the relationship for you anymore." And so what happened was, and then then people were asking, well, what's going on? They broke up. Like, what's wrong? And everyone was like, there was something they were supposed to learn in that relationship, and then it was supposed to end, and that was not supposed to be the person that they marry. And they both grew from that experience and had very happy marriages to someone else later. And so just follow where God leads
6: you. So I think um, we've kind of had the main takeaway point, follow where God leads you. Um, You know, there are a lot of different ways that you can approach a relationship or initiate a relationship. I think some key things that we discussed is self-reflection, knowing oneself, knowing what what you want, what you don't want, um, who you are, where you can improve yourself on, um, and then getting to know the other person once you feel like you're in that phase and you're ready to move on with your life. Um, getting to know the person really well. You know, what 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 do you guys bond over? What are your strengths that, you know, collectively you guys grow in a certain way together? Are you guys compatible? Are you not? Um, and then, you know, seeking guidance. And I think we, we mentioned earlier how, I think, Mike, you men- mentioned having a mentor, um, a friend, somebody who I think has been through it before would probably give the best advice rather than like your single friend who doesn't. You know, I don't know anything serious about relationships, but you know it's it's important that you also seek like good counsel. Otherwise, you know you're seeking foolish counsel, um, and then you know hoping that God guides you in the right way, ensuring that it's it's what God's plan is. And you know everybody, like Mary said, everybody has a different plan. You know, yours may be. Uh, to marriage yours someone else's might be into like being a monk or a nun and you know accepting that god has something for every single person you know we have to sit back and like george said put the pressure on god so to say you know give up our problems to god so then the pressure is taken off from our backs and given up to god um yeah and then and then you keep going through life and you know if if you feel like marriage is the end game and it works then Mabruk. Congrats. <laughs> bell the kids. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome.
5: And and so the circle of Balak continues. Guess what time <laughs> it is, guys. 75 minutes in. It's closing time, everybody. Closing time. Yep. We went over. Uh, it's uh, 75 minutes in. But you know what? You guys asked for it. So we're going to go around the room. You're going to talk about what you're taking away from this. What you felt you learned. What you want others to focus on. And more importantly, what has God brought to your attention today? Justine, go.
6: Oh, I just gave an entire summary. Um, I think one thing that I, I, I took from this, it was interesting to hear the married people's perspectives. I think that that was definitely really beneficial. So thank you guys. Um, I think understanding what you want and the purpose of what you're going into is really important and identifying that within yourself first before taking on the responsibility of someone else's emotions.
5: Mary, go.
0: I think it was really nice to talk about the edifying qualities of marriage and how we should always try to be, you know, better for the other person, and working on ourselves um, to bring each other closer to Christ. I think that's definitely something to focus on.
5: Martin, go. Honestly,
0: I learned a lot from both from both sides, the those married and those that aren't.
5: Mikey, go. So, I learned I
4: learned a lot from all, everything everybody said, and that we really need to. I feel like we're saying this every week Where's where's my heart? My heart needs to be on God And if I'm God focused Then my wife is going to be happy Then then everyone around me is going to be happy And if I'm always trying to give and love And try to improve on uh, on my weaknesses And think of what I need to do To make the marriage and the relationship happy That's how it's going to be happy
5: George go
2: This was definitely a big topic and I think it was a very good idea that we addressed perspectives from like the female side and the male side I definitely got like some pointers from like maybe the some of the challenges from that women face mm-hmm. like it, it was definitely there but I think it was nice to get the uh, their point of view on it and definitely also learned that the marriage life does take work the same paper I thought was was a very good um analogy and just putting the other person first and more importantly putting god in the middle i think that was i felt like that was definitely like one of the that's definitely the key in there and i'm glad that was addressed for sure and yeah, just uh karen yeah.
1: Um, So I learned a lot today, and I like that we brought in all perspectives. Um, I think the main takeaway is you don't need to rely on relationships to develop and to get to know yourself. You need to do that on your own and to be cognizant of your strengths and weaknesses so that when you do get into a relationship, you can be a better someone for your partner.
5: Uh, Irene, go.
1: Um, My primary takeaway was put God first
3: and love Him first um love yourself second and when you love god and love yourself you'll find a partner that you can also love and find a partner um who will be best for you
5: so at the end of the day you're never going to find someone that's going to love you more than god you're never going to find someone that accepts your weaknesses more than god you're never going to find someone that's actually looking into all things and going into all things with your benefit and your heart and your love and your happiness in mind There's no perfect love greater than that of God, but you can get pretty close, and that can only happen if you let God steer your life, if you let God choose who you're going to be with, not just your end relationship, but your friendships. If everything you do is meant to love God and to display that love to Him and to prove it, all your actions, all your thoughts, or or at least a desire to please God, then it's all going to work out, whether it's marriage or ordination, whether it's you know, loving uh, a family and having kids and all that, or just loving your significant other, or just being with God. And that's the only person in your life. At the end of the day, it's all going to work out. God loves you in ways that you don't even understand. And he will always love you in ways that you don't even understand in ways that nobody will ever be able to love you. Not your parents, not your significant other, you know what? Not even your kids. But at the end of the day, if that is true, and if you believe that with all your heart, then why aren't we trying to start to have a relationship with God first? Why can't that be the first relationship we have? Why can't be that which we wake up in the morning thinking about God and we go to sleep thinking about God and everything we do is focused on God and His love for us? If you do that, if you seek first the kingdom of God, then all of these things shall be given to you. And if we don't learn to do that, right? If we can't learn to have these relationships and these friendships with each other where God is the focus of our lives, then what's gonna happen to the future generations of the church? And that's what you need to think about, right? So anyway, thank you very much. We're all very, very happy that you guys are sending us your requests, talking to us about what you want to hear, what you want to see. Keep it up, reach us on our, all our social media. If you're local to Delray Beach, Florida, join us, what day? This Friday. This Friday. <laughs> That's right. Hey, join, join. Well, actually, it'll be next Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, at at uh, Delray Beach, you'll find the address online. If you're not local, hit us up on our socials. Uh, or send us an email. Uh, slide into our DMs. Keep it respectful. And let us know, you know, what? how we can help, what we can do for you. What do you need? We're here for you. And remember, above all things, love one another fervently. For love, perfect love, overcomes a multitude of sins. God loves you. We love you. Bye, everybody. Bye.